Welcome to the Blessers of Israel podcast. I'm Matthew Dodd, Executive Director of Blessers of Israel. Honored to be in studio today with Pastor Rich Jones, who is the founder and chairman of Blessers of Israel. Thank you. Excited for this topic that we're going to talk about today because it's uh, in the news um, so often recently, and yet I think a lot of people hearing about it are confused. Exactly. And you're talking about the topic of this judicial reform in Israel. There's been a lot of debates. It's in the headlines. In, in fact, even brought President Joe Biden into the mix mm-hmm. uh, recently with his comments about what's going on in Israel today. And, and in fact, even in regards to the relationship that exists mm-hmm. between Israel and the United States. And there are riots. Tens of thousands of people have been rioting, quote, in the streets. And in fact, uh, I was in Israel in April, and we had to accommodate our schedule because of the number of riots, particularly in Tel Aviv, because the mayor of Tel Aviv is really inciting the rioters, you know, to take to the streets. But I think a lot of people hearing about it, reading about it, are confused. Like, what is this about? Yeah. Well, I think you got to go back to this idea of when there was the election, which was in November of last year. Okay. So Netanyahu was Netanyahu elected. elected. And then you had, by the way, um, 64 members of the Knesset were, were elected on a platform of judicial reform. Now, I think— Which again, gave them the majority, by the way. That, that's what I'm going to bring up, that a lot of our, our listeners I don't, I don't think are aware— that the Israeli uh, government system is is very much like um, European Parliament type of Great system. Great Britain to a degree. If you, right. And so they have 120 members, and you have to have an outright majority, right? So it has to be more than 60 uh, members of the Knesset, which is the parliament, um, <clears throat> who can then select uh, the, the, the prime minister. So... Um, in this case, Netanyahu and his coalition, the Likud party, but it's a coalition because yes. there, you know, in, in Israel, it's not just a two-party system. Correct. Uh, we might call it two, two and a half because mm-hmm. the independents can sometimes be, but uh, it's not that. They have many, many, many parties. So the ruling party has to build a coalition, right? So that Likud party that Netanyahu uh, leads built a coalition uh, and obtained 64 seats, an outright majority. The left, so they would be conservative, so we would call them more on the right. On the left, um, they obtained, the, the, the largest coalition obtained, if I recall right, 46. That's correct. The remaining 10 were anti-Zionists, Arabs, and such. So really, the, the, the majority of this coalition that Netanyahu put together is quite significant. It really is. And so, <clears throat> and they ran on a platform of judicial reform. So, but that brings up the question, why does the judicial uh, need reform? What was it about? Why, why was there a concern? Well, I think, number <clears throat> one, you have the the issue of how the members of the Supreme Court or any justices, how they're selected. I think that's the first thing. And then I think the second thing involves 
uh, how they use uh, or what standard by which they make judgments mm -hmm. and how they even maybe hold accountable the prime minister or the Knesset with the different judgments that they render All right. or so, laws that they enact. <clears throat> for example, here in the United States, uh, most of our, our, our members and most of our audience, of course, is from the United States. Um, we have a judicial standard, right? So that would be, number one, the Constitution. Exactly. Number two, it would be precedent of law. In other words, the laws that have been previously enacted create precedent of law. Then you have, thirdly, those laws which were uh, voted on by the legislatures and, uh, and other <coughs> constitutional amendments. So is that anywhere close to what we have in Israel? No, you don't, because they don't have a constitution. So they never came to a uh, conclusion or uh, decision. They never ratified a constitution. So instead, what you have is a thing called basic laws. Now, these basic laws, which are laws which were passed by the Knesset, um, that, without a constitution, really, what is the framework of a decision? Basic law, that which has been already approved in the past. Yes. So the question, when the judicial branch judges leading all the way up to the Supreme Court make a decision, what is the basis of that decision if they don't have a constitution? Great question. And so what has happened, uh, Aron Barak, back in the 1990s, he came up with this idea of a reasonableness standard, a reasonableness standard. Okay, who was Barak? So he was one of the uh, yeah, justices, uh, Aron Barak was one of the justices mm -hmm. of their Supreme okay. Court. He All was right. actually held the highest highest ranking. I think we call it, they call it the president of the Supreme Court. Mm -hmm. In contrast to Ehud Barak, who is a prime minister. That's right. This is a Aron Barak. Right. And so he came up with this idea of the reasonableness standard. So if if a uh, the prime minister does, uh, has an appointment to an office and the Supreme Court says that's unreasonable that you would now appoint that individual, that person can be shut down and dismissed. And that's happened before in the past. Okay, but the problem is what is reasonable? I mean, exactly that's a very right. subjective word, right? What's reasonable to you may not be reasonable to me. How do, you, how do they use reasonableness as any kind of standard? Based on whatever <clears throat> feels good at the moment. So now, this and what's very interesting about this is you have within the Supreme Court, and this is another issue, you have the Supreme Court justices who are appointed by a group of other lawyers, nine members, seven of which are, are part of, in some sense, the, the legal uh, system there in Israel. Only two are part of the Knesset. Okay, no, wait a minute. Let's look at this, because yes. this is very important right yes. here. Because, again, in our system, uh, whoever is the administration at the time, whether it's on, you know, Democratic or Republican, does not matter. Whoever is in power at the time will nominate justices. Yep, and, and they go through a confirmation process to right. get approved. And then they're vetted, they're passed uh, judgments, opinions, or evaluated. So I'm going to assume, from what you said there, that that is not how judicial justices all. are appointed in Israel. So re review that again, because yes. this is really important. So you have a group of nine, and many of the nine, seven of the nine, are within the legal system itself. 
either within the Supreme Court. In fact, they can nominate their own and select their own successors. Okay. That's, how, that's very interesting. And then you'll have two people from the parliament, uh, the Knesset, who are actually involved in the selection process. And unfortunately, what you have is a situation where you have the liberal elites who now stack the, this, this group. Mm -hmm. And so now they put into place uh, justices who are of the same mindset, the same frame of mind in, in terms of the legal system and how it should be run. So is, is part of this judicial reform then to change the way that justices are going to be nominated. Exactly. That's exactly what Benjamin Netanyahu said to Biden and to uh, the, the U.S. media. He, he basically said, all we want to do here in Israel mm -hmm. is have those who are in the Supreme Court selected by those who have been elected mm -hmm. by the Democratic uh, process. process here in Israel, mm -hmm. no different than what you have in the United States and many other Western countries. Why is it okay for you, but not okay for us? Right. And, and in fact, uh, many in the West are criticizing Israel for trying to bring about a judicial reform that looks more like the West. Exactly right. In fact, <clears throat> President Biden hasn't even invited Netanyahu to the White House because he said back in March, and then he doubled down later on, mm -hmm. you're not coming until you get this matter with judicial reform resolved. So back to the question then. So part of the judicial reform, number one, is to change the reasonableness standard. Basically, make decisions based on law, not on what you deem reasonable. So that's number one. That's number one. Number two has to do with how justices are nominated and, and um, I guess, assigned. Exactly. Now, uh, again, in our system, the administration will nominate, then the legislature will confirm exactly or deny so nothing like that happens in Israel not at all not at all you have this select group and unfortunately what you have in Israel which is very similar to what we're seeing here in the United States you have these liberals or progressives or cultural Marxists mm -hmm. who who really um, are are not though they say they are democratic and they want a democracy really what they want is total control mm -hmm. and unfortunately sure. they are controlling the narrative uh, like they are much uh, mm -hmm. here in the United States, you know, they, they're the elites within your educational system. They're your elites within the media. They're your elites within the government as well. And they've used the judiciary in Israel to control all that happens mm -hmm. there. And now what Netanyahu and those who made those promises uh, prior to the election in November of uh, 2022 all they want to do is reform that and say, no, we want this now, our judiciary, to represent those who elected us into mm -hmm. office, uh, represent the, uh, the consensus. In fact, Israel is really center conservative, uh, but you have the elites who are more center left, mm -hmm. and we're saying we want this to be more reflective of our country as a whole. That's what the democracy has, has voted for, and that's what we want to deliver. And that's essentially what we have in the West. And, and so when you look at the, the judicial reform that Netanyahu is trying to accomplish, then is there more, right? We talked about a reasonableness standard. We talked about um, that they should be making decisions on the rule of law. Mm -hmm. In other words, precedent, we would call it. Yes. 
And then thirdly, the process by which justices, justices are nominated. Is there more to that? And has any of this passed? Well, uh, well, <clears throat> there is more to it. There's, there's more in the sense of that they want to make sure that the, the, uh, the Supreme Court is not able to throw down laws that have been act, enacted by the Knesset mm -hmm. based on this reasonableness standard. Mm -hmm. And secondly, they also don't want uh, appointments that are made by the prime minister or other governing officials to be uh, dismissed because of the reasonableness standard. Give us law, reasons based on law. Interestingly enough, Aron Barak understood that there were other ways to shoot down uh, legislation from the Knesset, mm -hmm. decisions that are made by the prime minister not using the reasonableness standard, but this is what's been going on since then, and so that's what has become kind of the accepted way of doing things, mm -hmm. and now Netanyahu wants to basically control that and, and say, no, we want to be governed by the law, and we want to make sure that the judiciary has their proper place within our governmental system. So when uh, Netanyahu and his coalition was elected, <clears throat> they ran on this. They did. And they were elected yeah. by the majority, 64 out of 120 seats. Immediately then, of course, uh, moving to enact those promises that they were voting in to achieve, the um, animosity has arisen, yeah. and the world is seeing a divided... You have waves of protests beginning in March, then again in July right. <clears> uh, <throat> against this. By the way, there's also been pro or a pro-reform uh, uh, statements, uh, gatherings as well, by the hundred of thousands uh, in, in support of these reforms. So you've had right. uh, a rebound of sorts. But I, I, guess, I guess it comes back to what you said earlier, and that is that it's all about the narrative. It really is. So when you take a look at our country, <clears throat> I think there's a similar dynamic. And that is that oftentimes the left, you might say, uh, controls a lot of the outlets of the narrative. Media, uh, universities. Um, Hollywood. Exactly. On and on. And it's all about the narrative. Right, so when you put tens of thousands of people on the street, and uh, w you know waving Israeli flags, and 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 trying to say that Netanyahu is trying to get rid of democracy or whatever the thing, I mean that's headline news, and the world takes note. And then the president of the United States <coughs> chimes in, really right. crossing a line by doing so, and and so that creates headlines as well. Right, so. It's all about controlling their narrative. And I think that's what we're seeing now is the way that this judicial reform is spoken of is on the most negative of terms. It is. Right? And I think a lot of believers, a lot of Christians who want to support Israel, they want to stand with Israel, are saying, well, do I want to support a, a country that elects, you know, justices, you know, wrongly? Well, I think there's that confusion. Yeah. So, really, how do Christians respond when they see this in the news? Today? I think Christians should respond by, number one, understanding the nature of the battle. What we have here mm -hmm. is, is, is a fight between uh, cultural Marxism and conservatism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all 
Israel wants, very similar to when we talk about the Palestinian issues, is, you know, hey, treat us fairly here. And what we want as a country, you're accusing of us, uh, of us being undemocratic. Actually, we were voted into office to right. do this very right. thing. Right. Uh, and so, therefore, we need to, I believe, as Christians, understand the nature of the battle, dig deeper than just the headline that we see on the news, and then begin to pray for Israel, pray for the truth to reign, pray for uh, there to be that democracy that they intend to have, mm -hmm. and pray that the liberal elites who really, they will stop at nothing. I mean, the reality is, is they claim they want democracy, but they are going to go toe-to-toe, -to -toe and they're relentless in their mm -hmm. battle to get what they want, and they don't fight fair. They control the media. They control the educational system. They've controlled the government, but now it's slipping from their grasp. And so what are they doing? Well, it's, it's all hands on deck. Right. We need to control this narrative to get what we want, control, once again. Yeah. Well, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak on this because it's in the news. A lot of people are wondering what it's about. Yeah. So very important very that important we indeed. speak about it, explain about it, help Christians to understand how to stand with Israel. Even, you know, they are our friends. We support them. And uh, we also recognize that they have the right to work out their system. Exactly right. We're just going to stand and pray with them and support Israel because God is not finished with Israel. Amen. Yet. Amen. Well, we pray this has been a blessing for you as well as we dig into these deeper topics about what's going on with Israel, what we hear in the media as well. We encourage you to check our, our website. You can go to blessers.org. That's blessers with an O-R-S dot O-R-G. There you will discover uh, articles that we write, most recent podcasts, as well as articles from other news sources that we feel are worthy of promoting and highlighting. Um, also, make sure you check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Getter. Also, subscribe to our YouTube and Rumble channels. And by the way, we've also added a Spotify and Apple podcast channel. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. Remember, those who bless Israel will be blessed. Shalom, shalom. Shalom.